Hello and welcome to H2 Orthopedics. My name is Mike Begg. I'm a certified physician assistant, a certified athletic trainer. I have a doctorate degree in medical science and over 30 years of experience in sports medicine, orthopedics, and medical education. My goal is to take your orthopedic diagnosis or injury and help you make sense of it. Welcome to H2 Orthopedics. Hello and welcome to a new episode of H2 Orthopedics. This is Mike Begg. I am your host and I hope you're having a great day. Uh, today's topic is uh, something that was sent to me uh, via email from a mother. Her name is Julie. Julie has a son named Mitchell. Mitchell has hurt his knee and has gone to an orthopedic surgeon and has been given a diagnosis of a patellofemoral dislocation or a kneecap dislocation. Uh, when Mitchell came home from football practice, he told his mom that he dislocated his knee. Now, his mom is um, not in the medical field, but she she kind of deducted that that probably wasn't the case since he made him made it uh, his way home by on his own. Um, but uh, took him to the doctor anyway as he uh, woke up the next morning with a big swollen knee, didn't want to put weight on it, had a lot of pain, and uh, she was concerned enough to take him to see the, see the doctor, which is the right thing to do. So just to back up a little bit, a knee dislocation is uh, truly a medical emergency where your your femur, your thigh bone, and your shin bone, uh, you know, come up with, from the bottom to make the knee joint. When those two truly dislocate or become disjointed, uh, there's high risk for vascular injury and neurologic injury and uh, not just a joint problem, but now we're, now we're talking about, uh, you know, blood supply and nerve supply. So a knee dislocation becomes a medical emergency and, uh, and you know, Mother was correct in this case that um, certainly probably not the case uh, with uh, football practice and her son making his way home uh, on his bike or however he got there. So anyway, but good good planning, good idea to go in and see someone. Uh, her uh, Mitchell woke up in the morning with a big swollen knee, didn't want to put weight on it, and uh, so they were evaluated for a what sounds to be a, a diagnosis of a uh, patellar femoral dislocation. So as true to the H2O uh, format, we will talk about normal anatomy, injured or pathologic anatomy, the workup that Mitchell went through and the likely treatment options. And that's where the questions come in. Uh, Julie wanted to know what truly needs to be done for my son and what are the options that we have moving forward. So uh, let's dive in. So the patellofemoral joint or the uh, the front of your knee where your kneecap, which is called your patella, uh, it actually tracks inside of a groove uh, called the trochlea. Uh, that's a part of the femur, the, the thigh bone, as it comes down to make the top part of the knee joint. So as the femur comes down, uh, there's two condyles, we call them, kind of rounded areas, one on the outside lateral, one on the inside medial. And uh, between these two condyles is this trochlear groove or this trough that the patella or the kneecap kind of tracks in. And when I think about this, when I talk to patients about it, I say, picture a train sitting on a track. The patella kind of sits down in this groove and there's, there's angles or wedges, we call facets, on the patella, the backside of the patella, that are angled uh, to match the trochlea. So it kind of sits down in there, uh, in that groove, and typically we'll track back and forth as we straighten and bend our knee. The patella, which is really like a pulley for the quadricep muscle, uh, tracks back and forth and, and makes the quad more functional, more efficient with its use. Um, that joint can dislocate and actually quite easily in some cases. And there's a few factors that come into play that we'll talk about. Uh, but the patellofemoral joint is just like any other joint. The bones, the back of the kneecap or the patella on these facets 
And again, there's one on the outside lateral, one on the inside medial, are coated with articular or coating cartilage. Picture the inside of a seashell, nice and smooth and shiny. And when it's healthy, uh, very low friction as it rubs against the trochlear articular cartilage, uh, which is on the end of the femur in that groove that we talked about. Um, again, as we move back and forth, uh, straighten and bend our knee, do squats, going up and down the stairs, rising from a chair, all these different things. That patella is kind of gliding back and forth in that trochlea. And when that cartilage is healthy, there's low friction or low, um, you know, wear and tear. Uh, but uh, we can have a, an arthritic condition. And if you've, we've talked about that in other talks where that coating cartilage, that articular cartilage breaks down. We definitely can have patellofemoral arthritis. Uh, typically more common in females from a mechanical standpoint, but it can happen in anyone. Or with this scenario where the kneecap actually dislocates or that jumps out of that groove, we can have an injury or a, we would term a chondral defect or even a bruising to that articular cartilage uh, on both sides of the joint, the, the patella and the femoral side of the joint. So normal anatomy, the quadriceps, the four muscles of the front of your thigh come down and kind of converge uh, into the joint, what we call the retinaculum. And then that goes around the patella. It, it encapsulates the patella. So the patella actually floats inside the quadricep tendon or if you, kind of an extension of the tendon, if you will. And then from the bottom side of the patella to the tibia, the front of your shin bone is the patellar tendon. So all of this is um, that, that bony structure, the bony patella is encapsulated in these soft tissue structures. So um, as we Think about the mechanics of that. Obviously, if you had an injury to your quadricep that caused you to not want to use those muscles properly, that would affect the patellofemoral joint. If you had an injury, say, to your ankle and you were walking funny or, or putting your foot on the ground and say, kind of, kind of pointing your toes outward instead of forward uh, to avoid some pain in your ankle, that could give you patellofemoral symptoms because you're rotating that tibia, you're rotating that shin bone when you rotate your ankle, and that puts ab abnormal or, or undue stress on that patellar tendon as it goes upstream to the patella itself and how that patella sits in the groove. Um, the hip or the, the gluteal muscles, even the core musculature, or the way your, your the hip joint, the ball and socket aligns, can influence the patellofemoral joint. So those are maybe more chronic I guess if you have an ankle injury, it's hopefully short-term, but it could develop into a chronic problem. But what we're talking about here with Mitchell is an acute injury. So uh, I'll make up a story. I don't know exactly what happened on the football field, but let's say Mitchell's a running back and he gets the ball and he's he's working his way, trying to find the hole through the, you know, the offensive line to go score a touchdown. He plants his foot as he's kind of running along, you know, parallel to the, to the line of scrimmage. He plants his foot and tries to make a cut, you know, upfield. His foot is planted, he turns his body, but the foot and the lower leg kind of stay, you know, stuck to the ground. Let's say maybe his cleats get stuck, so he's rotating his upper body. That's going to pull or put a lateral force or a force on the patella to, to shift outside, and it can actually jump the jump the groove, jump out of the trochlea, and that would be called a patellofemoral dislocation. If it jumps out and slides back in, that's a subluxation, uh, which can happen, and you'll have, feel a little shift in there, but... Uh, in this scenario, Mitchell dislocated his patella. So it actually dislocated. It came out of the groove. The train jumped off the track and was sitting, at least temporarily, outside. Uh, typically, in this scenario, you'll have your knee bent and that patella will stay. You can look down there if you have shorts on or you can feel down. You can look at it. You'll see a bump on the outside of your leg that shouldn't be there. Uh, the good news is when you straighten your knee, more often than not, that will patella will jump back to the center portion and line up with the uh, trochlear groove 
and uh, reduce, so what we call it, reduce the, the dislocation. Uh, not only will you feel better, uh, but it actually looks and functions more, but much better at that point. So uh, that's what I'm assuming happened to Mitchell. Uh, you can have a dislocation that needs to be reduced in the emergency room or by an athletic trainer or a physician or you know someone that's on the field there. Uh, and typically that's what they'll do. They'll straighten your leg and give a little bit of a shove or a little bit of a push. Uh, and that patella will jump back over uh, midline where it's supposed to be. Uh, the patella femoral joint is such that when your leg is straight, your patella, your kneecap is actually above that groove and it has little side to side stability. When you bend your knee, uh, let's say 30, 40, 50 upwards to say 90 degrees, that patella gets tighter in that groove and it becomes much, much more stable. So often these dislocations will occur when the athlete or the, or the patient's leg is relatively straight uh, and a rotational moment is, is put on the leg. Um, then they bend their leg as they fall down and now that patella is stuck. It can't get back over that groove because it's tight. So straightening the leg will allow it to pop back over. So that's the mechanism of injury. Uh, unfortunately, what happens there are a couple of things, um, to the soft tissues. There's what we call up the medial patellofemoral ligament, uh, which is on the inside of the knee. It runs from the femur up to the edge, the, the inside of the medial border of the kneecap or the patella. And it's a band of tissue uh, that that works to kind of pull that kneecap back over and keep it centered in that in that trochlear groove as we uh, do these cutting drills and cutting activities and and typically it's not a big deal it actually does its job and that knee, that patella stays where it's supposed to but if that force that is part of that injury mechanism overwhelms those soft tissues and you know things are just right uh, that can fail and as that patella jumps out laterally towards the outside it's much much more common to go that direction. Uh, that patellofemoral ligament can be stretched or torn. And then unfortunately, if it doesn't heal back uh, with proper treatment, uh, it can stay you know, chronically torn. And now you have an unstable patella uh, or much more likely to dislocate. So that's the first you know, soft tissue injury. The other things that can happen is as that patella jumps the track, you know, jumps out, that coating cartilage, that articular cartilage on the backside of the kneecap, as well as the groove or the trochlea itself can be injured. And you can be simply just kind of a scuffing injury. It can be a bruising injury and the bone deep to the cartilage can be, can be part of that bruising injury. Or you can actually knock a piece of that cartilage with or without bone off of the actual structure, either the back of the patella or that trochlear groove. And obviously, you know, the further down that, that example list I just gave you, the worst case scenario, you know, a bony injury and a cartilage injury are much more uh, significant or severe than just a bruise to that cartilage. Um, so those are, those are the things that we worry about. And that's why taking that, that, you know, taking, you know when, uh, Julie took her son Mitchell to the to the uh, doctor. That was a good thing because we want to make sure that he didn't knock off a piece of cartilage, didn't have a piece of bone floating around in there, and, and X-rays and eventually MRIs uh, are what to help us determine that. So that's the injury and the mechanism and the the uh, the injured anatomy. So normal anatomy back of the, the kneecap is coated with cartilage. The trochlear groove is coated with cartilage. Everything works well. The quadriceps all come down. They balance the function of that patella tracking right in the middle of that trochlear groove, that medial patellofemoral ligament uh, helps kind of keep things lined up and all is good. When you overwhelm those structures, that patella can jump out of the groove. The train can fall off the track, if you will. And those injuries can occur to the medial patellofemoral ligament, the soft tissue, or the joint capsule in general, primarily on the inside because it's being stretched. And then that cartilage on the back of the kneecap and or the trochlea could be injured uh, just from that, you know, the traumatic, um, 
dislocation and reduction as that thing jumps back in. Sometimes that's when the injury occurs. Uh, so the workup would include exactly what happened in this case. Go to the orthopedic surgeon, go to your doctor, uh, and have an evaluation. Oftentimes when a patient comes in, they'll tell me exactly what Mitchell told his mom, that they dislocated their knee. So we have to kind of quickly you know, ascertain, do they have a true dislocation? And we need to be worried about blood flow and nerve function and all these different things. Or did they have a patellofemoral dislocation or potential subluxation where it jumps in and goes back, or jumps out and goes back in? Uh, so in this case, Mitchell dislocated, at least for temporarily. He said his coach did have to come straighten his knee and he felt a second pop where he actually probably reduced or put that patella back in line. So we'll, we'll say it's a dislocation. When I see patients like this, the first thing you notice is their knee is huge. They have a big, swollen, angry-looking knee. The swelling is inside the joint capsule, but also can be part of the distal quadricep as the quad gets closer to the knee joint because those soft tissue structures are also you know, injured. That medial patellofemoral ligament is part of the capsule, but it can, be, can cause extra uh, articular swelling. So there's a big swollen knee. Uh, when you always evaluate the, the opposite or the healthy knee first, you'll kind of move their kneecap side to side. You'll have them relax their, their quadricep, just let their leg go limp. And you'll kind of wiggle their kneecap side to side. And I always watch their face and when I do that on the good side because they know I'm going to go to the injured side. And oftentimes that's, it's a one and done. You don't even get to do that because they're, they're very apprehensive. They're very afraid of you mobilizing or moving that kneecap, especially pushing towards the outside where it dislocated in the first place, because they don't want to relive that episode. So we can, we briefly do an exam. We try to look at their ligaments because obviously they can have a ligament in, injury as well. So palpating or pushing on the the origin and insertion or the location of the ligaments, stress testing the ligaments if we can. But again, oftentimes it's hard because this hurts and these patients are not willing uh, for you just to kind of poke and prod and pull on things. Um, but do your best you can work on range or look at range of motion, uh, get an x-ray. So our x-ray is going to see, is there a piece of bone that has been knocked off either on the patella or the trochlea? And then more often than not, an MRI is going to be ordered to evaluate the structure, the status of the articular cartilage, both on the patella and the, the femoral trochlear groove, as well as that medial patellofemoral ligament. Um, so those are, that's the workup. We're going to, we're going to get a good history. Uh, again, ascertain whether it was a true knee dislocation or just a patellofemoral dislocation. And then we're going to go through our examination, which oftentimes is kind of brief because these patients are very uncomfortable and very apprehensive of repeating that dislocated position of the patella in reference to the trochlea. So our treatment options, and this is really what Julie uh, was asking about, uh, are, are really kind of a full, full gamut here. So conservative care is not unreasonable. Uh, we look at the patient, we look at the, uh, you know, their comfort level. And oftentimes we'll say, look, let's give this, you know, 10 days, two weeks. Let's just get things to calm down and let's see how you do. Uh, oftentimes some, some type of a brace that will give the patellofemoral joint stability. It doesn't have to be a hinged brace necessarily, which is more for ligaments, but sometimes it's a neoprene sleeve with a cutout or a pad that'll help give some support or an ACE bandage even. Uh, a foam, we sometimes we'll use uh, carpet padding and make a horseshoe and put it around the outside of the kneecap so it gives the sense and some support for that kneecap uh, being pushed more central uh, so it doesn't want to dislocate again or feel like it will. Uh, and just let this thing kind of calm down. And then reassess. Uh, if gross stability continues or if this patient is highly active and we're concerned about uh, recurrent instability, 
then we would consider a surgical intervention where we could do at least, at minimum, a medial patellofemoral ligament reconstruction. And in that case, we take you typically cadaveric tissue, tendon tissue, and reconstruct that ligament. We, we fix it to the inside of the femur or the, the inside of the knee and up to the inside border of the patella in a triangular fashion and reconstruct that ligament to give stability so that kneecap doesn't want to slide outwards. You know, it's a check ring type of stability. So that's, that's kind of the standard and the minimal. We do a fair number of these, uh, what we would term MPFL, medial patellofemoral ligament reconstructions and with a soft tissue allograft or cadaver graft. Now there's some other pre-existing conditions that could lead patients to be susceptible to knee dislocations. And those are uh, really kind of bony in nature. So it's possible that that trochlear groove, that, that track that the patella is supposed to run on is just shallow. It just wasn't developed. It's not deep enough to hold that patella in a stable position. And those patients often report saying, you know, I've had instability in this part of my body for years and years and years, and it finally jumped the track, or I finally got to the point where it dislocates every, you know, every other week or, you know, randomly, but frequently enough, it becomes a problem. I want to do something about it. So in that case, uh, oftentimes we have a little bigger, bigger challenge on our hands, not just the soft tissues. And oftentimes the soft tissues have been injured with this repetitive you know, instability, but re reconstructing those is not going to help. So we look at the, uh, the leg overall, and often we'll look at what's, uh, what's called the TTTG groove depth, which is um, a, a calculative uh, ratio off of an MRI uh, that gives us an idea of how stable this patellofemoral joint will be from a bony structural standpoint. And if there is a, you know, a ratio or a number that comes out of that equation that leads us to be concerned, we oftentimes talk about doing a procedure where we actually shift the connection of that patellar tendon, so below the kneecap, and make it more in line with the hip. So the, the tug of pull or the vector of, of force, if you want to get serious about it and talk, talk physics, is, is more in line versus uh, a sharper angle. This is often what we would do in a female population simply because the pelvis typically is wider than the knee. And as that quadricep comes down to that patellofemoral joint, it's actually pulling that kneecap towards the outside where it's most, much more vulnerable to dislocate or be unstable. And then as the as we, if we keep going down, if we're following the, the line of pull, once we get to the kneecap, it changes angle and goes outward in a knock-kneed position. So there's this, this double vector kind of pulling that kneecap out. If we shift that lower vector more medial or more in line with the hip, then there's less of a tendency for that patella to be pulled towards the outside or dislocate laterally. So a physics problem for sure. Um, it's a good procedure. It's a big procedure. It's an osteotomy, which means we take a slice of bone where that tendon attaches and we actually lift it off the main bone, shift it over, you know, prepare a little bed and put some screws in that, in that, uh, portion of the bone that we lifted off to get it to heal back where we want it in better alignment. Uh, oftentimes we'll do that in conjunction with an MPFL reconstruction, or ligament reconstruction. And there truly are some other more aggressive osteotomies where they're deepening that trochlear groove, which is really an aggressive type of surgery or much more advanced if all these other options don't uh, look like they would help or if they have been tried and have failed. Um, it's a long recovery of all the above. So 
But the MPFL uh, ligament reconstruction without anything extra, if they, say the, in Mitchell's case, I'm going to make again an assumption that, you know, his alignment was appropriate, his musculature is appropriate, he has no, you know, pre-existing conditions from a mechanical standpoint, and he simply just dislocated his kneecap toward that MPFL. Uh, we don't know for sure if was there's ligament injury, or excuse me, of cartilage injury, but if there is during the surgical procedure to reconstruct the ligament, an arthroscopy of the knee can be performed, and... The, a cartilage procedure, either fixing back a piece of cartilage with bone if it's big enough. There are little headless screws that can, can be used to hold that piece back in place or removing that piece and trying to regenerate new cartilage to grow in there with different different methods and different manners uh, to recoat that, that area that was been injured or damaged. Oftentimes it's more you know merely a bruise or a, a contusion and maybe a scuffing of that cartilage, which uh, is better than, than all the others. Uh, but we could reconstruct the MPFL and do the arthroscopy and address that articular cartilage issue at the same time. So the recovery is really dependent on what is done and and would have to be left up to the individual surgeon and the individual procedure. But oftentimes we'll hold that knee uh, in a straight or a limited uh, flexion, limited bending uh, scenario for a few weeks and then gradually add a little more bend, a little more bend, a little more bend every week, maybe 10 or 15 degrees per week until the full range of motion is reestablished. But letting that ligament and all those soft tissues kind of heal up and tighten up and maybe even over tighten a touch and then stretch them out later to give a nice stable uh, patellofemoral joint in the end. So there it is, the uh, patellofemoral dislocation. Not a true knee dislocation, a patellofemoral dislocation, or potentially a subluxation if it pops out, pops back in. Uh, but again, the knee dislocation is a much bigger and much con more concerning issue. So Mitchell, buddy, I hope that helps you out. I hope you recover from this quickly and uh, you can get back out there and, and score some touchdowns for us. Uh, like always, until we talk again, my wish for you is to stay active, stay healthy, and do what you can to put a smile on someone else's face. I will talk to you later. Take care. Hey, it's Mike here. I hope this episode is helping you out and answering some questions. If I'm not hitting every topic right on for you, if there's something specific that you have about your injury uh, or you want to discuss unique findings on the exam or your history, your MRI, your x-rays, whatever it might be, head to our website at h2orthopedics.com and scroll to the bottom for an opportunity to sign up for a virtual visit where we can either have a Zoom call, we can do a telephone call, whatever it might be, and we can discuss the specifics of your injury in more detail and hopefully get the answers you're looking for. Again, that's h2orthopedics.com. Scroll to the bottom for the virtual visit, and I will talk to you next time.